Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 126. I am your host, the Tom Alexander, and joining me as always, the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Rick, I'm so glad you made it and that I didn't get a very sad phone call from one of your relatives this morning. I uh, I was actually uh, going to stop you with the intro if you could refer to me as my new name, the Salt Man, Rick Sussman. <laughs> the Salt Man? Are you like the yes. old guy in the first Home Alone? Like he just walk around salting the sidewalks? No, I'm just very, very fucking salty today, Tom. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I know. So um, in case you're keeping score at home, we are recording this on the evening of Monday, January 22nd. 2018 we are we are uh not quite 24 hours out now from uh rick's minnesota vikings falling to the philadelphia eagles in the nfc championship game uh how are you doing well honestly it's one of those things where tom you have you ever been in an abusive relationship (laughs) no okay so when you're in an abusive relationship, like honestly, uh, after a while, you, you don't notice that you're in an abusive relationship. You just think everything's fine. And then, you know, somebody's like, well, what happened? Why, 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 why do you have like burns on your arms or scratches on your neck? You're like, oh, you know, we were getting into things and stuff got a little out of hand, but everything's OK now. And, and you never admit the fact that maybe uh, maybe what you're doing is just stupid and you shouldn't be doing it, but you do it anyway. I don't know. The Minnesota would... Vikings, to me, are. <laughs> I don't know if I would compare your fanhood of the Vikings to a domestic abuse relationship. Well, I mean, your thought there. But I is get, I fair. get what you're saying. Like, I, but. <laughs> let's, a- am let's, I am I being trivial lest by we, comparing? Lest we get emails and phone calls. Oh, that would be a first for both. So I don't care. <laughs> oh, I just got a text. Gloria Allred is suing us now. Oh, thank God. And finally, we get that sweet cred that we've been looking for. <laughs> oh, I got I just... another text. Now that Gloria Allred is suing us, we've been offered a position in Trump's cabinet. Oh, see, look at that. One yeah, more text. Look at that. And we're already getting... Has somebody opened a GoFundMe in our name and it's already over 300 grand? <laughs> yeah, most people are online are calling us uh, the, some of the last of the alpha males. That's right. That's when you think of Rick Sussman and Tom Alexander, yeah. you think of alpha male first. <laughs> I like to think of myself as a 21st century alpha male. <laughs> yeah, sure thing, buddy. <laughs> you and I combined don't make an alpha male. No, you barely I... make a gamma one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting that go because it was hilarious. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, it's, it's, a thinking, it's a thinking man's joke, because I, usually in that situation, you say beta male, but I didn't. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. I know. I know. Yeah. Most people who use that nomenclature don't even understand what you're talking about. Did you just say nomenclature, but you had to I say did. it like some pof? What is wrong with you? <laughs> did you just call me a pof? I've been watching a lot of British television. I don't even know what a pof is. A poof, a pof. It's it's British like a, slang like for a, oh, like a, the loafers. Like a, oh, okay. 
I've been watching The Crown. Anyway, the Vikings lost, but it wasn't just that they lost. Like, the, the Jaguars lost, and we'll get to that in a minute. But the Vikings did what the Vikings do, and that's what makes me the most depressed, is, you know, this entire um, season, I was telling you that this is what's going to happen, this is what's going to happen, and the whole time, you're like, look, you know, Case Keenum is playing out of his mind. This is going really well. You've got the best defense in the world. You got you need to calm down. You've won 10 straight. What are you complaining about? But at any point in the season, did you hear me talking about how this was all going to end well? Well, no, but you don't think anything's going to end well. Well, in case in point, was oh, I wrong? God. Oh, God. <laughs> did, I, did I stutter? Like... Life is a zero-sum game for you, isn't it? Just the Vikings! Just <laughs> This is what they do to me, Tom. They go 13-3 and three or 15-1, and one, and then Gary Anderson shanks a goddamn gimme field goal. And then they, they have the greatest play in the history of playoffs outside of, I don't know, the Music City Miracle or maybe the Immaculate Reception. And then what do they do the very next time they hit the field, Tom? They lay an egg. They shit the bed, Tom, like the dog that you don't want to put down, but is already 13 years old and you don't know what else to do for it. They shit themselves fiercely. <laughs> so I didn't see the game because I was in I was on a plane and uh, mm. the airline I was flying does not allow you to stream any video over their Wi-Fi unless it's their own provided movies. Yeah, that, that's that's a new gimmick that a lot of planes are doing, which I understand. I mean, I, I get it in terms of bandwidth, I suppose. It's mm -hmm. cheaper for them to use less powerful internet. Whatever. Well, that and they, you know, they have other ways of charging you money now as well, which oh, you know, yeah. business, business <laughs> is business. Anyway, um, so I didn't see the game, but I was looking at I was looking at the stats. I was looking at the scoring plays, okay? And mm -hmm. But for, I mean, really, like, yes, the score was incredibly lopsided. It was, what, 38 to 7? Right. But really, like, if you look at, if you look at the plays, like you just look at this game on paper, it's like four plays. Like the Vikings had four bad plays that all resulted in touchdowns and it led to a disaster. What it what it was, honestly. Like you and had you two long call... touchdown passes. There was that pick six. Yeah. The fumble. And the fumble. Like that's four plays. Right, but you know what it really like this is this is the honest to god truth and this is not sour grapes. This is reality. What what happened here more than anything was the case Keenum that everyone believed existed finally showed up. Did he play and, that poorly? Well, was the pat was was the fumble his fault? It it was a strip sack. Okay, so, I didn't see it. I guess so not. I know. Was the interception his fault? He was hit as he threw. So you can make an argument it wasn't really his fault also. But ultimately, at some point, you have to start, you know, recognizing that this is not a one or two situation. This this was essentially back to back. Anytime they started getting anything going, Keenum fucked up. And it's not that he's a bad quarterback. We've proven that he's a pretty OK quarterback. Yeah, he had a bad but he game. Was, well, you had a bad game. And more to the point, he had a bad game at the worst conceivable time. Exactly. And then ultimately, he just isn't the guy to get you through a playoff. 
And if, if you want to focus on it, last week, you know, the Vikings had the, the Minnesota, the Minneapolis miracle against Drew Brees. Drew Brees came storming back, came back from down 17 nothing, and to ultimately take the lead. And you know what was happening on the offense during all that? Nothing. Mm. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, they, it was they had it was a miracle play that won them that game. Not right. unlike Tim Tebow winning that playoff game with the miracle play. Not well, it's a little different because it, I mean the, slightly, but it was a defensive miscue that led to the miracle. Right. You're not you're not wrong there. But ultimately, Case Keenum, I think, just proved that he is a very reasonably good quarterback, but he is not a, a he's not elite, but he's not even good to to great. And Nick Foles on the other end of the spectrum, people are saying that he played lights out. Yeah, he didn't screw up, and in the same in the same breath, the he Vikings didn't throw spent, what four touchdown passes and had like four against the number one passing. defense in, in the NFL. Yeah. But the number one defense in the NFL spent ninety percent of the game on the field. Well, that's the thing, and that that was what I wanted to ask you was because like they gave up those two big passing touchdowns, like long plays, mm-hmm. and that is not something that the Vikings have done this year. So obviously, they were not. Staying on the, they were not sustaining drives on offense, is what I'm gathering. Right. So was it was that Keenum's fault? Were they not able to run the ball effectively? Was it both of those things? I think uh, I, they were running the ball fine. They weren't pass. They were pa- they were actually running the ball fine and passing the ball fine. The problem really became once they got down by the third touchdown. Like I was, you actually it was fourteen to seven. I have the exact timestamp. Yeah. And I, you know, you're on, you're on the flight and I'm fretting and you're sitting there going, they're down one score. What's the problem? And the Vikings <laughs> are driving, they're driving, they're within field goal range. I'm giving you a play by play. And then you start calling me like a silly nanny or something or talking old, about how an I'm, old washerwoman. Yes. And how used. I'm so fretting about everything. And literally as the text appears in my phone, that's where the strip sack occurs. And I said, this is it. This is where the game ends. And I was absolutely right. Yeah. yeah there was really no coming back after that. Um, so uh, to me, it just, it, it breaks my heart in more than one way. Um, what it really, what it really makes me sad for is, you know why I watch sports. It's not just to root for a team. It's to watch history. It's one of the few times that you could be part of a historical event. Mark McGuire's 62nd home run, Barry Bonds breaking uh, the home run record, uh, albeit um, interestingly. Uh, (laughs) The perfect season that never happened because of David Tyree. Um, What are some other things that I was around for? Michael Jordan's, you know, run. LeBron James going to 10 straight finals or whatever the hell that is. Something absurd. I love watching history happen. And this was probably... And will always be the only time in history where a team that could host the Super Bowl was in line to do so. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I don't yeah. think you're ever going to see that again. No, I mean, it's, it's there was another team that's been close and didn't get there. It still never happened. It's hard to do. It's hard to get to a Super Bowl. And there's something to be said for curses in sports. <laughs> and it would appear that that is one of them. Um, because a lot of times the team that hosts the Super Bowl 
is not even close to contending for a title. Most Which isn't necessarily fair because where do they norm? Where had they normally been hosting the Super Bowl before they started granting it to anyone who built a brand new cathedral? Yeah, uh, mostly in domes or the South. Right. So your Super Bowls would take place in Atlanta and New Orleans and Tampa and yeah, Miami. But also, also Dallas, also yes. San Diego, L.A. Yes. yes. Um, places like that, Jacksonville. And- and and those teams are not uh, historic powerhouses that go to the Super Bowl every well, year. Dallas. Specifically, well, specifically, their team; those teams are not named the New England Patriots. Yeah, in the last you know twenty years, um, I heard yesterday this is the seventh straight AFC Championship game the Patriots have been to. Eight Super Bowls for Tom Brady. Yeah, eight appearances now. That's, he, I mean, so far, unheard he's of. undefeated again. He's undefeated, save for Eli Manning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only two Super Bowls he lost were to Eli Manning and the Giants. Um, and then this is I'm I'm angry. I I wanted the Vikings to win. I wanted the Jags to win because a I hate the Patriots and <laughs> b because Blake Bortles is a UCF guy. And he is much maligned and has been playing amazingly the last couple of months. Yep. Um, and and after they performed the way they did against Pittsburgh last week, I, I thought for sure they would they were the team of destiny because there's always one. Right. Um, and this being, you know, the year of UCF and all that stuff. Um, so I really was rooting hard for Jacksonville yesterday. And uh, just that damn... Tom Brady thing again. Well, you know, Tom, that whole game, like honestly, could be summed up in two um, in two different plays. And I tweeted this on our those two jerks Twitter. It was third and eighteen against the, one of the most staunchest defenses in the NFL, and Tom Brady had to get a first down. This was the game. If Tom Brady didn't pick up this first down, the game might not have been over. But it would have been really, really hard for them to keep going. And it's third and 18. And they picked up the goddamn first down. They got like 23 yards on the play. Yep. Then with like two minutes to go in the game, it's fourth and 10. And the the uh, Jags need this in order to keep the drive going and essentially the season. And they couldn't pick up fourth and 10. Now, third and 18 is not fourth and 10. But... That's the difference of those two teams. Yeah. When you look into the abyss and you blink. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it is absolutely true. And it's when a team can do something like third and 18, when it absolutely has its back against the wall, then now you're competing with, with destiny. Remember Donovan McNabb and fourth and 23. Of course. The year they went to the Super Bowl, the the last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, same kind of thing. It was like, you know, McNabb had been so, they had been so close so many times and it was like, oh my God, fourth and 23, are they going to not get there again? And he somehow manages to complete that pass. And, uh, you know, and then they, they get to finally get to a Super Bowl. Um, but I'm pissed because a, the Patriots won and I, it's just, we got to deal with these obnoxious Patriots fans. Oh um, yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing more more maddening Tom than one team that just dominates the that, postseason. I forever. wasn't talking about the team. I was talking about the fans 
and how their fan base will always remind you how they always dominate the postseason no matter what. It's not that. It's this weird, like, I, there's something about the weird, and, and, and it rubs me the wrong way when Yankees fans do it, too. <laughs> okay, because I know that's where you're going with this. Whatever do you mean? It's this, it's this, it's this arrogance that's like, yeah, we, this is ours. Like, it belongs to us. This, where do we deserve this? And, and this, the ownership of like, of, of like, like they did something to win this. Like, it just, it rubs me the wrong way. So I find it obnoxious. Um, and also now I have to root for the Philadelphia Eagles and I hate them. No, you don't. No, you don't. I have to because I they need to beat the Patriots need to lose. That's why. No. No, they don't. The Patriots winning is just as good, and I'll explain why. Okay. The Eagles don't have a Super Bowl. Yeah. Let's keep it that way. Why? Because I would <laughs> because rather Philly. <laughs> because Philly. Because Philly and because I am a crab in the pot and you mm. will not get out of this goddamn pot. <laughs> you're not the you're not the one that you're not the type of guy that like Wants the team to beat your team to be the champs, so you can say that. Well, it took the best team to beat us. No, I want Nick Foles. I have to be never to be under, the charlatan. That, I've huh? never understood that mentality. No, Nick Foles is a charlatan. He cast a magic spell, and uh, <laughs> I'm not going to fight was, you on that. There was collusion and bad things, well, and I I, I, do. I hope the, the Patriots wipe the floor with them. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl ring. Okay, yes, that's a starting quarterback. Yes, well. So anybody can get hot. Um, now, can we talk about the officiating in the Patriots game a little bit? We're going to, but the longer I talk about it, the less I think it was that bad. But I mean, they, there was the, they were only called for one penalty the whole yeah, game. Yeah, it was a weird running into the running into the um, uh, what's it called, punt returner. Oh yeah, fair, like breaking the fair catch halo, something like that. Yeah. yeah, and now when a team is penalized exactly once at home for ten yards, not a not one holding penalty, not one pass interference penalty, all these things that that is questionable. I watched the game. There were a number of missed calls, but. There were a number of missed calls on both sides. I think the biggest issue that a lot of people have is when the strip, uh, the strip of the running back, I think white was the running back. The play was called dead, uh, but the, um, the, uh, the Jag got up and ran with it. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I missed that play. I was in the, I was on the plane at that point. That, that's fine. So there's a running play. Jack, uh, the linebacker for the, uh, for the Jaguars has this beautiful strip tackle and he does it in such a way where the ball rolls out of his hand and onto him and onto his chest and he gets up and he makes a break for it, but the refs blow it dead. They confirm that it absolutely was a fumble, but he was down by contact. And a lot of people are saying that that's not legit. That can't be the case. Well, in order for them to both be on the ground and for the ball to transfer out of his hand into the other player's hand, wouldn't that necessitate that they were touching each other, Tom? <laughs> yeah. So think. that's a lot of people are saying that's a big thing. 
Yeah, not. I know. I know two people who one is a Jags fan and one is a Patriots fan who had a pretty severe argument about it. About that, that wasn't a particular big, play. That that wasn't a big thing to me. Um, the pass interference call was a little ticky tack, but I've seen that call before. So again, I, the the problem here is the zeros on the other side. If the Patriots have been called for three penalties and the Jags six. Can you make this argument with a straight oh, face? Tom? Absolutely not. But it's when it's six to one or, or really six to zero, really zero. Cause the penalty was on special teams. Right. Uh, that is, I don't want to say glaring, but it is noticeable that, and that's the problem because it's noticeable people will latch on to it and say there's your evidence right but you have and you and you have patriots fans like oh well they're just a disciplined team well come on they're really not that disciplined no, no team is right uh it's not every team gets penalties like and it's not like they're they have been that good all year to where uh, yeah they really are they could play a penalty free game well, they were the second least penalized team. There was only one team that was penalized less than the Patriots. Take that for whatever you will. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just, I think in the, I, I think what we really saw, honestly, in the AFC championship game, we saw a very egregious uh, helmet to helmet hit that yes. I don't think was dirty. I really, really don't, but it was helmet to helmet. So the penalty is called. Right. Well, I mean, I don't, yeah, it wasn't, in, it didn't look intentional to me but by rule that is the penalty that is a penalty Doug Marone even in the halftime his halftime speech says like well you know I don't know about that pass interference call but the helmet to helmet one we had no problem with so you can't make that argument no and that in and of itself was like a 25 yard penalty yeah it's huge but let's let's remove that from the equation altogether we're taking that one out okay so now you've got five penalties for like 70 yards okay something like that yeah one of those was a false start or a, a, not a false start, a delay a game, and and a false. I start. heard about that delay a game. Like they came out of a timeout, mm -hmm. and still had a delay of game, and that's you right. can't have that. And then there was a, I think one or two false starts, and then now you're looking at it and you're saying, well, they were really only penalized twice, once for a ticky tack, eh, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't pass interference call, and then ultimately the other call that they were penalized for was a helmet to helmet which is legit. So ultimately, if you really, 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 really want to, you know, sift through this, they were hit for one penalty that was questionable. I'm going to break Jags fans hearts. Now, are you ready for this, Tom? Yes. If you are up 10 points in the fourth quarter of an NFL game, do you lose that game? Uh, if you're playing Tom Brady in the playoffs, the last like five times they've been down that much. Yes, I agree. But whose fault is that? I, that's I mean, yeah, your defense has to hold the lead. I mean, Blake Bortles played the game of his life yesterday. He, mm -hmm. he I think he proved all the naysayers wrong yesterday to go into Foxborough having to play the way he played like he had to play his best game and he did. He absolutely did, and it still wasn't quite enough. Like, the Jags are young. They're going to be back. 
Like this is they're not a fluke by any stretch. Um it's just sad uh for uh Jags fans and for, you know, people who hate the Patriots. <laughs> Look, I was there with you, but the one thing I have always prided myself on uh, is a bit of objectivity when it comes to teams not named the Vikings. And I saw Tom Brady look into the abyss, say, we're down 10. I don't give a shit. March down the field, yeah. score a touchdown, and then another one. As he has done countless times. Right. Countless. I mean, I don't know that there's anyone better than him at doing that. He had a bu- he had a banged up thumb. He got knocked around a lot, and he just stood right back up like nothing happened. Yeah. At some point, you have to stop hating and just recognize this is a once in a lifetime player. You should be happy you get to watch him play. Well, I'm not going to go that far, but I do recognize he is among the greats. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I will after the games were over yesterday. My wife looked me dead in the face and said, "So there's no Super Bowl this year, right?" <laughs> <laughs> because uh, if there's one thing we hate pretty much almost as much as Boston teams in our house, it is Philadelphia teams. <laughs> yeah, well, Phillies fans are not known for their their cordial niceness in general. No, and I'm glad you bring that up actually, because did you know? The, the uh, okay. First, I need to start with. I have a message for any of our listeners and and friends who live in Philadelphia or very close to it, and that is, you have two weeks to pack your bags and get out of the city now, because <laughs> if the Eagles win, Philadelphia will be a smoking hole in the ground. <laughs> There ain't enough Crisco in the world to keep those idiots no. off those light poles. And that leads me to the next thing, which you just you just mentioned, that the, the police department in Philly deployed a special task force of what they called Crisco cops to grease up the lampposts in Philadelphia yesterday to keep people from climbing on them. The only other thing that would have been worse than that was if they had gone across every storefront and car in the streets and coated it with flame-retardant foam, <laughs> which they have two weeks to get that done. So they might still do it. Um, but yeah, if the Eagles manage to win the Super Bowl against Tom Brady and the Patriots, there will be no more Philadelphia. That's I think it. it's for the best. It'll I be think, the, Rocky, think... the Rocky statue and the Liberty Bell will be the only things left standing. That's I it. I mean... You know, post-apocalyptic world. That's that's all right. <laughs> Was Philly really offering a whole lot at this point anyway? Uh, like cheesesteaks. That's about it. I'm a vegetarian now. I don't care about cheesesteaks. Oh, you still care. You just choose not to eat it. Choose. I choose to keep living. Um, <laughs> look. Uh, so say what that. you will. Say what you will about Patriots fans and the enjoyment they get from their own farts and you know things of that nature. They are not Philly fans. And Philly fans, as much as I have a, a great adoration for a couple of them because they're good friends of mine, by and large, they are the, outside of Red Sox fans, the most racist, pig-headed, pugnacious pieces of filth on the face <laughs> of the earth. I mean, these are the fans that are famous for booing Santa Claus 
and throwing batteries at booing at Donovan McNabb the and then realizing they were wrong to boo him, but never apologizing. Well, I mean, they have to elect the spokesperson to apologize, and that ain't happening. I mean, let's not forget that the old vet was known yeah, for a jail cell a, a in the jail bottom. Cell. Yeah, yeah, there was a judge on duty during football games yeah, to arraign you, so because they had so many people get arrested, and there was, of course. Lots of violence, people fighting with cops outside Lincoln Financial Field yesterday. And uh, there's some videos, you can find them online, of Vikings fans that were in the stands getting just berated. Yeah, well, that'll teach them to care. What I find funny about this whole thing is because, you know, they've been underdogs at home in the playoffs and blah, blah, blah. They've got this thing where the fans buy these German Shepherd masks, you know, Dog masks, they're the dogs, underdogs. And I can't see how the Philadelphia Police Department could allow people to wear masks into that stadium because, <laughs> like, think about it. Like, you basically have an army of white guys in dog masks and Brian Dawkins jerseys <laughs> just busting shit up all over the city. And you can't identify one of them on security cameras <laughs> because they're all wearing off, the same getup. What you do is you just go down to the Jimmy John's the next day and arrest everybody behind the camera. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> well done, sir. So, again, just a warning to people in Philly, get out now. Find another you order, place to live. You order a pizza from every different chain, and when the guy <laughs> delivers it, you just arrest you slap him. him. You slap him with the cops. You can test people. You look them in the face and you say, uh, "Go Giants!" And if they take a swing at you, cuff them. Do you remember the movie Big Fan? Yes, with Patton Oswalt. Yes, yes, where he meets the Philadelphia guy. Yes. What does he do to him, Tom? Beats him up pretty good. There you go. There you go. <sighs> that whole uh, bar of Phillies fans, too, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I'm depressed enough. Can we stop talking about the NFL? Well, there's one There's one other little um, kind of interesting thing that came up today uh, regarding the Super Bowl, and it has nothing to do with the players or the game on the field. It has to do with the uh, coverage team for NBC. Bob Costas is not going to be part of NBC's Super Bowl coverage, as he has been before. Um, he stepped down as host of the Olympics last year, and Mike Tirico, who usually hosts Sunday Night Football, replaced him. So Tirico's going to be in South Korea for the Olympics. So most people assumed that Costas would step in for him to host the Super Bowl coverage. Well, not so much. And people are speculating that because back in November, he said the game of football, quote, destroys people's brains, that the NFL had something to do with him being left out of the coverage. Oh, well, that would just be petty as hell. And I couldn't imagine the NFL being that kind of petty. No, they absolutely. It's, they it's, absolutely left him off for that reason. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost as if 
the league is trying to actively cover up the fact that they deny that football causes chronic traumatic encephalopathy. It's, it's Tom, almost as no if there's some reason. sort of vast conspiracy and cover-up. And I can't they have imagine. no financial reason to, to do that. Tom. No, I mean, no. I mean, I can't imagine why they would, if that existed, like why they wouldn't be just completely upfront about that and, you know, and, and start taking care of players who have that and, and doing things to make the game safer and all of those things. I can't, I don't know why they would not want that to get out. Well, Tom, you know, ratings are down this year. Yeah, well, that's, but that's because of people kneeling for the flag. Oh, right. Well, the better thing to do... That's why people don't buy from... Papa John's anymore. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, that, and that is such... Oh, God. All that stuff. The ratings in the NFL are down this year because there are a lot of blowout games... And people flip around. Did I talk about click points and ratings? And yeah, we, we went yeah, over we that. Expl- and this. I explained how I watch everything from PlayStation View, which isn't quantified. Exactly. And you can't, yeah, you can't click on, you can't watch the game on your iPad and that counts as a rating right. point or, or not. Right, or you go to a bar that doesn't count. Like, And it's because old white and old money don't understand technology. And so they're blaming whomever and whatever. Nobody's not watching the NFL. It's just as a boom as it ever was. Calm your tits. You're going to be fine. <laughs> so, yeah, Bob Costas uh, not going to be on the Super Bowl because. Well, I hope they. I very hope they likely get magnific- because he said, you know, football will kill you. Well, they should get Magnificent Haircut Terry Bradshaw to get in there. Oh, God. Well, he's on the other network. I don't care. No, they're going to have. It's going to be Dan Patrick and uh, Liam McHugh hosting. <laughs> Dan Patrick. Yeah, hey, Dan Patrick. Love Dan. I love Dan, but uh, I don't know. I don't know about him calling a game. He's not calling the game. He's hosting oh, the studio oh, okay, show, okay. the pregame. Oh, no, and it'll actually, be it'll be me. NBC's usual team of Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. That reminds me, Tom. Before we finish up here, yeah, I have to read to you a series of text messages between myself and one of my fraternity brothers about the just fantastic. Tony Romo uh, uh, play-by-play that you probably didn't hear. Okay. So speaking of Romo, Romo cheered on the Patriots from the booth in a very not professional way. So much so that myself, my fraternity brother, uh, a bunch of other people all sort of picked up on. And I'm just going to read you the back and forth. and Let me know if you've heard enough, okay? Okay. <clears throat> Romo cheering the Pats on the whole time made me sick. Reply. I always suspected that he was gay, but the wholesale <laughs> blowjob of Tom Brady during that game wow. pretty much confirms it. Wow. Reply. At no point did he come up for air. That was balls to shaft for three hours. <laughs> Reply. I feel like Tony Romo gives the kind of quality blowjob that the president would be willing to pay to keep him quiet about. Hashtag Stormy Daniels. Wow. This was all text messages? Yes. Reply. Romo is so good at working the head that Mia Khalifa studies under him before a scene. Reply. (laughs) Have you heard enough yet? Yeah, I think I've heard enough. This went on for how long? (laughs) There's only two more. Okay. Three, technically. All right, three more. Um, 
You know the back of his throat was more tenderized than Julianne Vega. I've never heard of these people. I have an idea of what they do for a living, though. Reply. In the early 90s, it was believed that Trina had to have her stomach pumped due to an overload of semen in her stomach. If nothing else today... What? (laughs) If nothing else, Tony Romo teaches us that an overload of semen in your stomach is not a medical issue. Wow. I don't think they make a parental advisory sticker large enough for this episode now. (laughs) And and finally... Warning. Graphic, graphic content. Finally, not unlike Jenna Jameson, Tony Romo teaches us that you need only have significant experience in any one skill to be considered elite. No one else can work the shaft as well as he did for so long. Scene. (laughs) Wow. And see, I watched a good chunk of the game and I didn't get the sense that he was really pumping up Tom Brady all that much. But I guess that happened late in the game when the Patriots started to take the lead. I swear to God, Tom, um, when it lo- when it was all when it was said and done, and that was it. Tony Romo exclaims, "They did it! They really did it!" The oh pun- my the pun- God! He, I, he seriously I, did. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, you you can check out the at those two jerks Twitter page. Uh-huh. Uh, me and a couple of guys were watching the games together, just random dudes who were on our Twitter. And uh, everyone was pretty much in agreement that this was one of, if not the worst calls in the history of broadcast. Well, it's his first year. Look, I think he's actually quite good. In I, the booth. I, I think he's very good as well. And I love the fact that like what he was doing early on where he was predicting what the next play was going to be. That was brilliant. I think yeah. he should do that every single game. I would oh, never that... get tired of that. No, that's great. Because I just it's brilliant. It's amazing. I it's have excellent. this weird feeling that either he forgot to stay objective in the yeah. second half, maybe he got caught up in it, but it was brutal, man. Like those jokes that me and my buddy were shooting back and forth at each other. If you listen back to the audio of that game, maybe just listen to the last quarter. It's so hard. And you always hear him going, ooh, ooh, I don't know. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think he got caught up in it. I think as a quarter former quarterback himself, he has an appreciation for excuse me, for Tom Brady. Yes. And yes, so, we know about his appreciation for Tom Brady. Well, but that's what I mean. Like he he so he wasn't I don't think he yeah, I think he kind of lost to where he was for a second. Um I'm I would hope that a producer or an executive would talk to him about that. Um, especially given that it was his last game of the year um, and that he would uh, tamp that down for next year. <laughs> because I do think he's he's going to be excellent and he was quite good most of this year. Um, all right, so let's move on because we've spent way more time than I ever wanted to spend talking about this. Um, I, this thing, I, I saw this story last week over this well over the course of this week and I, this is a tailor made for those two jerks story <laughs> and that is in the NBA where Boston Celtics great Paul Pierce is about to have his number retired and it'll be on a night where the Cleveland Cavaliers are in Boston uh and the Cavaliers have a player on their team named Isaiah Thomas not that one <laughs> um who uh, was traded from the Celtics to the Cavs for Kyrie Irving in the offseason. So the Celtics want to play uh, a highlight video just to kind of welcome Isaiah Thomas back 
to Boston uh, during the game. They want to play it on the video board. It'll last maybe a minute and a half, two minutes. So they wanted to do this back on January 3rd, I guess it was, when the Celt- when the Cavs played the Celtics in Boston. But Thomas was injured and wasn't going to play, and so his family wouldn't be there. And so he asked the Celtics if they could do it the next time the Cavs come to town. So Danny Ainge, the Celtics GM, was like, yeah, sure. Not looking at the calendar and seeing that that was going to be Paul Pierce night. So Paul Pierce is pissed off. Paul Pierce thinks Paul Pierce night should be about nobody but Paul Pierce. And he doesn't want them honoring any other players during the game. Even though his ceremony's after the game's over. So, of course, they're going back and forth. Jalen Rose, who is now now a hero of mine, (laughs) calls Paul Pierce petty to his face on television (laughs) during an NBA uh, pregame show. And then, to make matters worse, Rashawn Rondo, who plays for the Pelicans, who used to play with Pierce in Boston... Starts just running into this fray from the outside, throwing haymakers. <laughs> like, he's like, when there's a scrum on a baseball field, like when the bench is clear, there's always like the two guys who, who are really fighting that started the whole thing. And then there's some guys who just come in and start sniping people from outside. That's Rajon Rondo in this case. And he's saying, what, what, what has Isaiah Thomas done? Like we, I mean, he took the Celtics, he helped their turnaround. He took them to the conference finals last year which is why they want to say sort of thank you. Also, the trade was handled in a really shitty way when they traded him away uh, for Kyrie Irving because Kyrie started crying and wanted the hell out of Cleveland. Um, Well. So Rondo said, oh, that's what we celebrate around here, getting to the conference finals. What has he done? And then, (sighs) then he said, this is the Celtics. It's not the Phoenix Suns. No disrespect to the Suns. Uh, pretty sure you just disrespected disrespected the Suns. <laughs> but we only hang championship banners in Boston, not conference titles. Uh, this is just this is hilarious. You you had a really good analogy for this, so I'm gonna let you let you tell oh, everyone. Oh God, you're gonna you're gonna the have thing to. You sent ha, ha, me. I can yeah, read it. I'm, I have it yeah, still. Please, please. I I know I know I I compared it to something, but I. It's been minutes since then, and my brain reset. Also, the Vikings broke my soul. So, uh, so yeah, go ahead. What was I talking you about? You said this is like a coworker telling another coworker, "Hey, man, uh, we can have cake for your birthday," and then also mention to people because they're all gathered that Peggy from HR is going out on maternity leave next week. So, uh, you should get your time off in time off requests into her now before she leaves. And the dude whose birthday it is says, "Fuck Peggy and her baby. This whole thing's about me." so that is what's happening like this whole night is going to be the paul pierce night now in the paul pierce night there's actually going to be a basketball game and the announcer may announce another player's name but apparently if if that happens paul pierce is going to just pee all over the floor and shut off the lights (laughs) well that was something jalen rose pointed out like there's going to be a lot of announcements during the game like a lot of videos are getting played there's going to be commercials, there's going to be contests, all the usual crap that goes on in an NBA game. And the Isaiah Thomas video is one of those things. Like, this, it's not touching the Paul Pierce retirement ceremony. It's not like, uh, hey, let's welcome back Isaiah Thomas. Oh, by the way, we're retiring Paul Pierce's jersey. It's not that. Also, Paul Pierce should eat a dick because there's <laughs> so many... There's so you many like salty today. 
I'm telling you, there's so many of the um, jackass bobblehead night days in baseball and the NBA and the NFL. And those poor schmucks don't even get recognized on their own bobblehead night. Like it's we gave away bobbleheads of you. Go play a goddamn basketball game. Right. No one's talking about you. <laughs> and, we and don't Paul care Pierce if you're is like, here. I'm going to I'm going to need an entire night devoted entirely to me. There will be fireworks that spell out Paul Pierce. Uh, like, like he's got some rider in his contract that the entire stadium has to kiss his hand coming in and leaving the stadium. Like, dude, it's one night. I get it. This is it for you until you actually go into the Hall of Fame. Then that's finally it. Now, I can't wait for his four and a half hour Hall of Fame speech. If he gets where he in, thanks, I don't even know that he deserves to go. Oh, he'll he'll get in. He'll get in. He, he did enough. He'll get in. <laughs> but he's going to be up there until the sun sets or until like Charles Barkley come and drags him away because this is how he so needs all of this. And you know what? I applaud him for it. Be <laughs> you because applaud this is, him for it? I applaud him for it because this is his legacy and he wants every second of it. Okay, you know what? I'm willing to I'm willing to give him that. Like, can you see how badly he wants to be remembered? And he's so desperate to never be forgotten that he's sort of pushing away his own legacy. He's shoving it down the toilet, basically. Oh, yeah. And it's not the first time someone's done that. No. And your desire to be remembered and your hope to never be forgotten and, and your fear of being lost, you ruin everything. Yeah. It's, you want to be famous so badly you become infamous. Exactly. And then so you I become am, president. I applaud him for his 2030 <laughs> election run. Uh, so it's it's hysterical. It's it, The whole thing is just... And now Isaiah Thomas is saying he, he's told the Celtics he doesn't want the video. And then the video of Jalen Rose calling him petty went out on Twitter and who or on Instagram and who liked the video on Instagram, but Isaiah <laughs> Thomas and his wife, <laughs> which in and of itself is petty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But again, for Isaiah Thomas, like he Isaiah Thomas deserves to be petty. Like, come on, man. You couldn't <laughs> give me two minutes out of your night. Go to hell. And I mean, and, and, and then... it wasn't like he didn't pull kind of a diva move either when he declined the tribute the first time around. Right. Like, but it's, Paul the Pierce, whole thing Paul is Pierce, ridiculous. Paul, this is, this is one of those scenarios where everybody had three opportunities to save face. But instead, piss on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Between that and like all of the fights, the fights in the NBA last week, and like the the Clippers players sneaking into the Rockets locker room through some passageway that no one knew about at the Staples Center, it's like the NBA is just full of like emotionally sensitive teenagers now. That's all it is. It's just a bunch I... of teenagers. It's Mean Girls, but all the Mean Girls are six foot seven. I have a feeling that this is a lot of dudes who are very upset with the current state of affairs in the N in the NBA and in the NFL, they have the opportunity um, to at least show a little bit of their displeasure. And in the NBA, that's sort of been like legislated out 
<laughs> so you're seeing a lot of boiling over of things. Yeah, maybe. Somebody posted online the other day that they the official uh, theme song of the NBA this year should be something by Dashboard Confessional because the players are just in their feelings so much. I'm all for that. <laughs> I knew you would be, especially given your current mo- emotional state today. No, no. My emotional state right now is, is Limp Biscuit break stuff. Like, that's what's <laughs> happening. So it's more angry than sad. Well, it's it, it's just it's not just angry. It's pointlessly angry. It's right. angry at needlessly nothing. Needlessly angry. <laughs> needlessly angry. Yes, an anger that has no need, want, or you know, <laughs> or honestly, it, it just is. Yeah, that that's a good. That's good. It's a. Yeah, Car- good. It's like a Kardashian. They 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 have they have reasons to exist. Uh well, that's it for another show, I think. Well, I mean, we could go back and and replace Tom Tony Romo with other names um, in my text wow. conversations. Wow. Okay, and um, you could you could okay. sort of okay make right. those. Analogies. Let's move on to geek stuff, nerd stuff. I like Kanye West. Uh huh. Let's move on to geek stuff, nerd stuff now, and uh, no, because this is just going to make me more angry. But eventually, at the end of the uh, at the end of the at the end of this, I get to, I get to be right. So, well, okay, nerds, go ahead. Nerds go ahead. across the country, around the world, are rejoicing. Yes, because this summer's Action Comics issue one thousand, Superman is getting a new costume. What will be in that new costume, Rick? Well, they're returning. They're giving him a little bit more color into his costume. They're bringing the yellow belt that uh existed that i wasn't aware of uh that is going to be uh front and center you didn't know that like he I, had a yellow belt i really couldn't begin to tell you i honestly didn't know <laughs> okay. and not only did i not know did not care i knew didn't you didn't know it, care i just didn't know you didn't know didn't know it had a giant oval belt buckle on it like a like a shitty world title didn't it know did, that either. It, well it wasn't giant but it was oval in the yeah in the old days yeah <laughs> And uh, oh right, they're they're just bringing back the costume from the last seventy three years, where it's just the red underwear. The yeah. red underwear is back. Well, it's not. Um, it's not the same costume, but yes, the red underwear on the outside of his outfit is back. Why it needed to come back, I don't know. So you'll go buy more comics, Tom. I'm not buying any comics. No, they did this for you. <laughs> Why me? I didn't want it. You're a comic book fan guy who doesn't read comics anymore because things changed. Yeah, well, no, no. I didn't read. I stopped reading comics because it was costing me too much money. (laughs) Had nothing to do with things changing. I'm fine with things changing. I own the entire year-long run of Superman where he was an energy being, okay? I'm fine with things changing. That was a a good run. No, it wasn't. It was fucking awful. (laughs) No, it was good. It was the 90s and it was fine. It was a direct byproduct of the speculator boom. That's all that was. Those were good comics. Mm. That logo is cool. The logo is cool. I'll give you that. I will right. agree with you there. The logo so, is cool. Anyway. So Superman is, has his underwear back, so you're going to buy comics again. No, I'm not buying comics again. You know who will start buying comics again, though? Huh. Old, white, angry nerd guy who really I... never stopped buying comics in the first place. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's what this is about. This is about appeasing the people, the people who are still buying comic books. That's what this is about. They brought back the post-crisis, pre-New 52 Superman, the one who was married to Lois Lane. They've, now they're bringing back 
mostly his outfit, but they're adding the gold sort of cuffs on the end, which are similar to uh, Henry Cavill's suit in the movies. Um, which will now have to be updated. Which, yeah, I'm sure they'll put red underwear on that too now. It's like we they, they spent years, literally years, getting the red underwear off Superman on all of the fucking merchandise you see in the store. Like, you can't find red underwear on a Superman action figure, shirt, anything anymore. And now they're just, yeah, we're going to have to bring it back. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You know what? You know what kind of ticks so me off about stupid. this more oh, than anything? Please. Like, honestly, please. They found, they found a way to reincorporate the gold bat logo on the modern Batman. Oh, I thought that was genius. The gold outline around the giant bat instead of using the oval. Right. It's it, awesome. It, it, it was really, really makes cool. It pop. It pops. It looks snazzy. It also is very obvious and and an homage to the to the yellow and black that we all remember. And and it's clear what they did there. And it looks great. This does not look great. No, this looks like crap. It does look like crap. Whoever's drawing it too is drawing him like he looked in like the pre-crisis days where he's all it's, stocky. And that's like, Jim Lee. Yeah, Jim see, Lee, really. Yeah, and Jim Lee doesn't that's, usually draw Superman that way. Well, that's because the last time Jim Lee drew Superman like this was during the uh, the Hush Run. Uh oh yeah, well and uh, the yeah the Four Tomorrow story arc he did on Superman. True, and Superman looked like this a lot. Yeah, you're right. Well, and and also Superman looks old as dirt. He does. I'm sorry, it makes okay. him look old. Yeah. It makes him look out of date. And and I didn't realize this, but since the rebirth thing, they, they kept the Wonder Woman and the Batman from New 52. So they're younger still, and they remember the New 52 Superman, apparently. So, like, they don't really trust the pre-crisis, post-crisis Superman. So now he's, like, the old guy who's, like, kind of interloping on their shit. Like, this, it doesn't make any sense. He's Chris Evans. Huh? He's Captain America in, oh, in, in yeah, the Avengers okay. movies. Yeah, I got you. Yep. Yeah. No, that's not good. No, it's not good. And I, I hope that Action 1000 is cool and people read it and uh, they go out and they buy it. And I, I hope this all makes sense. But part of me just looks at this and goes, I'm, I'm ready to throw in the towel now, Tom. Yeah, and, like, and that is uh, that is definitely... Uh, nerd rage that is unexplainable and unapplicable, and it doesn't even it really doesn't apply to me. It really is unapplicable because I don't even buy action comics, but I look at that and I and I just get such a bad taste in my mouth for comics in general because I, I see what they're placating to, and it, it, it harkens to the whole Aubrey Stitterson situation, and he was thrown off of GI Joe because some alt right crybabies got really upset. Who are we placating oh, wait, to? Wait, wait, I don't know that story. Or maybe I do, and we just covered it a long time ago. Uh, Aubrey is the, was the writer of G.I. Joe. He was uh, uh, photographed with a uh, shirt that uh, said, follow your leader. And it was a cartoon version of Trump shooting his head, shooting himself in the head. And he got thrown off the G.I. Joe book for it, essentially. Okay. Well, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, I could see, that's kind of a little offensive to some people. I could see that, I guess. But I, this, this, I'm upset about this, and not as a Superman fan. I mean, that too, but also... And but not because I buy the comics, but because the whole like like we say about baseball, the whole what's the whole point, the mission of the comic book industry, Rick? Just more keep so turning than, the books. More so than baseball. Like they've got to stay open and they've got to win yeah. over new readers. 
And what you're yeah. doing is you're not getting any new readers to pick up a Superman book. You basically, you took Superman and you made him a little more modern. You made him younger and you made him a little cooler. And now you're undoing all of that. And that was the knock on him in the first place, that he was stale. He was uncool. He was square. He wore his underwear on the outside of his pants. Like, and now you're just bringing all that back because why? Because the people who are buying the books have been bitching about it. Yet they've been bitching for five years, six, and they're still buying it. So right. why do you need to listen to them? I I have no good answer for uh, you it's, it's on just, this. It boggles my mind. Yes. Like I said, I'm, I look at that and I almost just want to cash in and just say no more because – it is depressing to me that we're finally like the Marvel legacy stuff was weird, but I liked it because like the Punisher is, is one of the, is the war machine and there's a new Wolverine, but also old man Logan. There's a lot of weird, crazy, okay, so bizarre, they're, but they're huh? trying something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's weird. Right. They're but weird isn't forward. bad. Weird isn't bad. No, I mean, some weird is bad, some weird is good, but the fact that they're still trying new things in order to get new readers is what they've got to do. Like, the, at DC, it's like the snake is just eating its tail now. It's, it's the, the, it's, they want to just implode themselves. I, I loved New 52 Superman. I love that George Perez originally wrote it. I love that Jim Lee gave him his look. I love that a couple of different guys came in and sort of tweaked his costume just a little bit here and there. And it started becoming like more armor based and there were, he wasn't quite as powerful. So he needed the Kryptonian armor and there was, there were layers to this character and there was so much interesting going on and he didn't really like what humanity had become, but he still felt the need to save people because of how he was raised by his mother and father. And there was a lot to really dig into about this character and I, I see him in the red underwear, and I'm like, ah, screw it. There you go. Yeah, Truth, just, justice, and the American way. Well, and that's the go thing. Go. I grew up on the post-crisis Man of Steel Superman. Like, that's my guy. Like, I'm glad he's back, but he's kind of, they're kind of writing him as this old guy now. And, like, what's the, I don't understand what the point is. The point is, it's a, it's a, big, it's a big kiss on the lips to the guys who've been always buying the comics. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're like, right. Like, look, we, we brought him back. Look, we never answered the question of who the Joker really is. Look, we've, we lied about that, too. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Your childhood is worth it. <laughs> you can still live in your mom's basement. Come buy these It's books. okay. It's okay with all of your copies of Death Lock number one. You're yeah, okay. Exactly. We don't care that you don't shower for days at a time. Come buy the book. It's okay. So Harley, Harley is absolutely Joker's girlfriend. It's okay. It's okay. Nothing will your, ever change. Ever. Your change. fan fiction is more important than draw, signing Brian Bendis. We're just going to make him do what you tell him to anyway. It's all right. Exactly. Exactly. It's, they had to like basically rest the head of all of these old fat nerds in their laps and sing the soft kitty song to get them all to calm down. And and this is the soft kitty song. Here's the underwear on the outside of Superman's outfit. <sighs> Stupid. <sighs> Moving on to more DC. I don't think this is stupidity, but it, the DC movie universe overall is just another 
unknown quantity. <laughs> the We've vibranium got... of, of the movie industry? Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Except vibranium's cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Unobtainium. Unobtainium. Let's go with that. Unobtainium. Yeah, I like that better because that is, in fact, lame. <laughs> um, so we now have our third director for the Flashpoint movie, um, and that is uh, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Um, you may know them as the directors of the Vacation remake, the, re- the sequel remake of National Lampoon's Vacation. That uh, you didn't see, that I, nobody saw. I saw it on cable later, and aside from Chris Hemsworth being hilarious in a pretty small part, it's terrible. Yeah, what a shock. Yeah. Um, however, uh, they're also the, they also wrote the first draft of Spider-Man Homecoming, which was awesome. Um, I didn't even read their draft, but the movie turned out great, even though somebody did a rewrite. Um, you also, if you don't know the name John Francis Daly, if you ever watched Freaks and Geeks, uh, he's Sam. He was one of the kids on Freaks and Geeks uh, many years ago, and he's also in um, the Ryan Reynolds movie Waiting. He's the silent new guy in the whole movie. Um, so he's an actor as well, but they've been writing for quite a while. They're he and his writing partner have more of a comedic slant to their stuff, which kind of fits in line with um, the way Ezra Miller is kind of playing the Flash. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I Sorry, say Tom. I no. I say all that to say like third set of directors. Do we really think they're gonna fucking? end up directing this movie like the other two the other two left because of creative differences with warner brothers like i don't know what makes anybody think these guys are going to get it to the (laughs) okay sounds good (laughs) go get them tiger (laughs) like i i mean i i don't know i i don't know it's this is going to be the mechanism by which they supposedly fix the dc universe i think (laughs) We all think. We all speculate. God damn it. Just stop it. Just stop. Stop who? Stop them? Them or me? The greatest line in the history of The Simpsons. Stop hitting him. He's already dead. (laughs) The DCEU is dead. But Wonder it Woman might... made so much money, Rick. Yeah, well, the Wonder Woman cinematic universe can now thrive. All right. <laughs> this is over, okay? <laughs> no more. We're going to have to find a new premise for our show. <laughs> we can't bitch about DC movies anymore? There's nothing more to bitch about. I can't keep calling Hitler a Nazi. He's still dead no matter what. <laughs> Don't worry. Aquaman will be out this year. We'll have all new things to complain and, about. And maybe Aquaman will be good. And maybe, maybe it, will. it will be. Maybe it will be. And then we can talk about how Aquaman and Wonder Woman were fucking awesome. But right now, I'm looking at the DCEU, and this thing is in the ground. It is in the ground, and there's been dirt on it, and it's not even smoldering anymore. The only thing that's smoldering is the dog that shit on top of the pile. That is it. Just the dog shit is is just it's smoking and we're done. Well, and but that what is we all, all know from the DCEU, what they've taught us is once they throw dirt on the coffin, then the <sighs> dirt starts to rise a little bit to hint it's a resurrection. 
that, that 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 doesn't make any fucking sense either. Yeah, Jay, like the end of. Use... But yeah, you know, because then they still had to use the goddamn. <laughs> he wasn't resurrected at all. Was he? Not? Chamber, like I well. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Now I'm mad about that again, and I can't think of anything else. <laughs> I told you it wasn't good. Why didn't you say trigger warning before you said that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because but, but it's you, you can't be triggered. How am I triggering? It's dead. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. Oh yeah. It's over. It's Forget over. It. Uh, I don't know how many directors they need. I don't care. This movie is not coming out. That the, the, Aquaman will probably do okay. It won't be enough. They'll just cancel the whole goddamn thing. This movie will come out the same time that uh, uh, Man of Steel two comes out. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. Which will probably be never. We'll have right. we'll have the the Wonder Woman solo universe, the Aquaman solo movie, and then eventually next year Shazam because they'll already have started shooting it before they realize that Aquaman didn't make enough money. <laughs> <laughs> so then it'll be like, all right, well, uh, we'll see how Shazam goes, and then uh, definitely Wonder Woman two. And then, and then don't forget Suicide Squad 2 and the five Joker movies they're going to do. Those aren't happening. <laughs> Suicide Squad 2, apparently the actors have started training for it. So that's going to shoot, I guess, soon. I don't know. Well, in the immortal words of Tom Alexander, if The Rock is going to be in it, that movie is happening. You're right. Exactly. You're, you are correct. Yes. The Rock is going to be in it, so that movie's coming out. Because now Jumanji is like a world beater because of The Rock. So it's, I mean, look, the guy has a streak going at the box office right now. Yeah. So, of one, course, because Baywatch was terrible. Oh, I forgot that existed. <laughs> but there's like, you know, the, he's in all the Fast and Furious movies now, and those have made billions. You know, like he's, he resurrected that franchise. Yeah. Well, again, I'm, so I'm it's done. gonna, it's, it's happening. I'm done. I'm over that. <laughs> All right. So now that you're over that, um, we do need to talk about this is the portion where you can gloat a little, Rick. Thank you. So in John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein being hired for Flashpoint, um, they were interviewed about another project that they were working on um and broke some news that no one had heard yet. They were part of the Paramount writers room that they had assembled. <laughs> Um, and they assembled a bunch of like frontline writers like Michael Chabon, who's won a Pulitzer prize, uh, and several other like top flight writers to start developing a shared universe series of films involving, uh, mask and ROM space Knight, potentially GI Joe, um, and a couple of other properties. So they were part of this room, right? So when they stay, they were interviewed about it recently, someone asked them, and they're like, oh, yeah, we think those aren't even happening now. <laughs> they said, yeah, they said eh, they probably won't ever see the light of day. <laughs> Let's see. What did they... I'm trying to look. I'm looking for the quote here. Well, it doesn't matter what they said exactly. Oh, here All it that is. Matters. They said they spent three weeks in a room with a lot of talented writers... They they created storylines for about eleven movies, and then it just kind of went into the vortex. They said there's been a leader there's been leadership changes at Paramount, 
and no one has contacted them about those. Well, so, yes. And what's really important here, Tom, more than anything is I believe I called this quite yeah. literally seven days ago. <laughs> you called it. Yeah, you did. The last show. The last show you, as a joke, threw out there, like, remember those? Those aren't happening. <laughs> yep. We found out just a few days later you were right. Those are Well, not I'd like to say thank you, gentlemen, for listening to those two jerks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that you have ever been proven right this quickly. <laughs> like, I think it's a new speed record for you. Well, we call usually we you cold. call things and it's months to years before they come to fruition. But Noster Dumbass might be at the height of his powers. <laughs> Thank God. Um, I was right about the Vikings. Um, <laughs> we did call Stephen Colbert the day that it happened. We did? Yeah, we had Colbert being on The Tonight Show. The Late Show? The Late Show, pardon me, yes. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, you were like, ah, it wasn't that hard to figure out. And you were the one who actually had it. Oh, okay. I'll take credit for it. I don't remember it, but I'll take the credit. Yeah, that that that's that's good leadership right there. Yeah. <laughs> Taking credit for things that you just assume are yours. That's good. You but, assumed listen. it was mine. I'm just agreeing with you. No, I <sighs> just put your MAGA hat on and let's get back to this. Um <laughs> take a photo get with a phone against your ear so it looks like you're working. <laughs> <laughs> Um, things are great. Look at the Dow. It's all, it's look how high it is. <laughs> That's a number. That's a high number. I can't count very that. Very high made up figures. number. <laughs> 11 D billion. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Look, I, the reason why I was able to predict this so down to the T, when was the last time you heard anyone talking about it? Exactly. Exactly. And when, when did anyone ask for this? <laughs> I don't remember people clamoring for a Rom Space Knight movie. <laughs> well, this like, was when everybody, only, you, know, you know, the only person who was clamoring to put Rom Space Knight in a movie was James Gunn. He wanted to put Rom in, like, in the background in Guardians of the Galaxy because Rom's a Marvel character. Was. Was when he was a toy, but. Correct. Um,. And he wanted to do it, but Marvel was like, well, we don't have the rights to ROM anymore. Paramount's got those. And think about that for a second. There's a character that Marvel created where Disney's just sort of like, eh. well, Marvel didn't. <laughs> Marvel didn't create him. I don't think. Well, whatever they had, but they the had him. him they, he had his own comic book. They brought back Conan, and they're like, what else can we get? What other IP can we mine? There's ROM. Eh, ROM though. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone remember? Just, you can keep that one. We don't need you know that. Like, they went, they went, Disney went and bought Fox to get the X-Men and Fantastic Four back. <laughs> because, you know, they have to make El Mayimbe's World War Hulk movie and you can't do that without, <laughs> you can't do that without Reed Richards and the Illuminati. You know, I would love for us to go back and point out how many times uh, heroic Hollywood was wrong about everything. That would be a great that would be a great special for us to do. Oh, that sounds like a lot of work that I'm going to have to do. <laughs> That's the problem. Like, it sounds like a lot of work that you motherfuckers aren't going to help with. I will absolutely tell you you're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll, you'll reply to the email and say, this looks awesome. 
after I after I've slaved away at it. Thanks. <laughs> You're the best. Here's your food pellet. <laughs> We're gonna put you in one of these big yeah. things where a, uh, a salmon is gonna come yeah. out of it. <laughs> like getting lost. <laughs> you just have to press the button. On you got to figure out how to press the button. <laughs> ah, it's been a good show, Tom. But I have a I I have to ask you a question. Okay. Tom, what's pissing you off? I will tell you what's pissing me off, Rick. And it is finding a transmission for a 2007 Volvo. (laughs) Let me tell you this story, okay? I think I just woke my wife up. Oh, my God. Go ahead. Well, you're in trouble now. (laughs) All right. So I'll, I'll tell you a story. Around is this a dece- continuation from the last story? Well, or? I mentioned it, yes, but I'll elaborate a little. So oh, on okay. December 30th, I'm driving home from one, my morning radio job, right? And I, I right. call my wife to tell her I'm on the way home. And I think I mentioned this last week. She says, there's a leak under the sink. And I'm like, all right, I'll take a look at it when I get home. I get a block away from my house, and I'm at a stop sign, and I go to hit the gas, and I hear, chunk. And then I hit the gas, and the engine revs, but the car does not move. (laughs) And I said, oh, shit. What did I do? That's generally bad. I'm a block away from my house. So I finally, I push the car down a side street, call AAA, have it towed to a a repair shop, and find out the transmission died. The The gears inside the transmission broke apart. Yeah. December 30th. Remind me what the date is now, Rick. Uh, it is January the 22nd. I still don't have my car. <laughs> How are you getting around? I've been borrowing uh, an ex- one of my uh, relatives' spare car. They, have a, they happen yeah. to have an extra, so I'm, I'm driving that right now. But uh, anyway, I found out after they had it for... They called me a couple of days later to let me know what was up. And they're like, you need a new transmission. Uh, we think we found you one. I mean, my car is 10 years old. It's got like 165,000 miles on it. So I'm not paying for a new transmission and they didn't even try to sell me one. They're like, mm-hmm. we found one that's got like eh, 60,000 or so miles on it. Um, you know, for your car, it's going to take a couple days to get here and then a couple days to put it in after it gets here. Okay, fine. So I wait a few days and I hear nothing and a couple more days go by and I hear nothing and I call and they say, uh, Oh, uh, yeah, well, the one we thought we found uh, didn't, it tested bad, so we can't use that one. And we think we found another one, though. And uh, so it's going to be, you know, some time before we can get it in and then get it in. And I'm like, okay. A couple days go by, and I just call to check up on it. And they say, oh, yeah, well, that one, uh, we thought it w- once we went to buy it, it had sold already. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Are you buying this shit on eBay? Like, what is happening here? Maybe they are. They probably, it might be. I, I have no idea. Um, so they're like, but we found another one. It's coming from North Carolina. It'll be here in a couple of days. And then it'll be a couple of days to put it in. Okay. So I call after a few days go by and they say, well, here's the thing. That transmission from North Carolina arrived cracked. Oh, Jesus. This is, that's transmission number three. Yeah. For a car that's not very easy to find parts for, generally speaking. <laughs> so Have you considered two horses and the, the length of rope? I'm getting to that point here. <laughs> so 
So they said, but uh, we think we've rounded another one up and uh, we'll let you know when it comes in so that you'll know that it's here and that it's safe and that it's good. And then it'll be a couple days after that. So Friday, I hear, just this past Friday, my transmission has arrived and it is intact. And so it was like supposed to get there that afternoon. And they're like, yeah, once it gets here, it'll be like a day and a half. So they're like, yeah, half the day once it gets here and then a full day. So I'm thinking, okay, well, that's they're open Saturday. So half the day Friday. What are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you could hear that. I'm just clicking a button like a pen. Oh, yeah, I can hear. Sorry. It. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm like, okay, so that's half the day Friday and then Saturday. So Monday should be ready. So I called them today. Yeah, it's going to take a day to get the transmission out of your car and then another day to put it in. They haven't even taken out They haven't the even taken No, well, they told me they never took my car apart because they didn't want to tie up one of the lifts in their uh, repair right. shop yeah, I get that. while they waited for a part. Um, so they're like, yeah, so he's taking it apart today. Uh, should be done tomorrow, Wednesday, the latest. So it will, if I get the car Wednesday, it will have been... 20, 26 days, almost four full weeks that my car has been in that shop. That's what's pissing me off. That's fair, Tom. That is a fair thing to be. And, and kudos to you for being just sort of calmly pissed off about well, it. You could have been. The thing. Only I would have the car where four. They took four fucking shipments of transmissions to get the one that works. Like That's it, impressive. It showed no up broken. Like it got cra- what? Like I, I have the image of. Do you remember the beginning of the first Ace Ventura movie where he's undercover as the UPS guy and he's delivering the package and he's just <laughs> drop kicking it yeah. down the freaking hallway? Yeah, and it shattered. I'm like, that's what they're doing to my transmission on this truck on the way here. Like, they're just beating it with a fucking mallet. <laughs> Rick. Yes. What's pissing you off? Well, Tom, I'll tell you. And it's going to be a little abstract. No. My you? S- nebulous? My sense of ability. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> I uh, I participated in my second ever belt testing uh, last Friday. I'm a white belt still. Uh, I might be promoted uh, after I get all my testing back. I'll find out Wednesday how I did. Testing. I might get a new like stripe do, on my. What's you that? Have to do like testing. You need your test results back, and you need like to do well, DNA you, tests. There, there is a bunch of coaches there. You get graded, and then there's a ceremony for those of us who you know are able to get your new belt. You're awarded a new belt. It's actually kind of cool. I've never had a new belt, so I've only seen it on, like, Instagram and shit. I've never actually been there. But they don't tell you. Here's the thing, though. I am uh, fairly confident that I will not be getting a new belt. I might be getting <laughs> a new stripe. I might get two stripes. I don't know how that works. If Chris is here, he might be better suited to uh, to help me with that. But I went into this thinking, you know what? I've been training for a long time now. I'm ready to go. Uh, I've been having a lot of problem with my right leg. There's been issues with the weather. My knee's been locking up, but I, I feel really good. And, uh, I've got a partner who, uh, he and I are both white belts. We both know each other really well. We're going to knock this shit out of the park, man. It wasn't like five minutes into the first thing where they're like, all right, show us how to do this. 
where I'm just laying there staring up at the ceiling going, I have no fucking idea what they're talking about. I, I, <laughs> I, not only did I draw a blank, I drew a planet. I was just sitting there staring into the void, just, You know, that, that kind of fear that you have when you see your mom is calling you at 9.45 p.m. and this is the call that your dad is dead. Something oh, like that. Some, <laughs> some kind of just absolute dread that there's mortified. nothing you can... Mortified is the word you're looking for. <laughs> right. Where you're, you're, just, you're just, this is it. There's no getting around this. And you can ignore that call, but she's just going to call again. And eventually you got to pick up the phone. So, so I'm just sitting there and, and the guy's like, can, can you show me how to do a Kimura? And I'm like, uh, yeah, 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 Kimura, Kimura, yeah. And I show him how to do a Kimura and he goes, okay, can you do any other submissions? And I, and I just sort of look at him like, I, I can do a Kimura from the other side. He goes, show me you can do a Kimura from the other side. And I do that. He goes, good job. And then he turns around and walks away and I go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to know other ones. Like I know, I know how to do a triangle choke. I know how to do an arm par. I know how to do. A, I, I can, I can, I can get a a, a a front face headlock on someone. I can, I can tap people, but that's not what happened, Tom. You just drew a complete blank, staring into the void, the depth, <laughs> the absolute depth. The the last test was show us two takedowns. They can be the same two takedowns, but show us two takedowns. My partner did this really cool thing where he did like an arm drag on me and I, and I flopped to the ground and it was cool. And then he did like a single leg pickup on me and he kicked my back leg out and I dropped to the ground. And they're like, okay, Rick, your turn. And I scooped him up for a double leg takedown and I dumped him. And then they're like, okay, do another one. And I did it from the other side. <laughs> and my coach is like, that's perfect. That's a double leg takedown from either side. Well done. Good work, Rick. Good work, Peter or Patrick. You guys can go sit down next team. All right, and I so sat there. It seems like that you did what they wanted you to do. I there were things I didn't do though. You know, just like no flair. You didn't exactly. Show them, you didn't show them that you knew more than just those two things. <laughs> Again. <laughs> and then after it was over, they're like, "Congratulations, everybody! Bell testing's over." I'm like, "Son of a bitch! I know how to do a Russian arm drag. I know how to do so many different things. I know that I do it all the time." Crossface chicken wing. Can you do a cross uh, that is not, that I can actually show you the jujitsu version of that. It, it, it's it's much more painful. But no, I, it, a lot of a lot of wrestling moves are real are actually really moves. You just got to know how to how to actually do them. Oh, um, so like, like the sharpshooter yeah. is a real move. If you can pull it off, I've actually done a Boston Crab to somebody. They did not find it pleasurable. <laughs> gotcha. But um, yeah, man, my I I went into that. That belt testing, not with the confidence that they were going to make me a black belt or anything silly like that, but just with the absolute feeling that I got this. And t question number one was, uh, if Bill and Susie go to the mall with thirty-five dollars, what is the uh, what is the chemical symbol for neuron for a neutron bomb? <laughs> and I said, these two things don't match up. And my professor looked down at the paper and said, of course, the answer is three, you idiot. Now give me that test. And then, <laughs> then he writes F on it. <laughs> I don't think that's exactly what happened here, but I understand what you mean. <sighs> <laughs> You're not good under pressure. I'm very good under pressure. I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that story. I could listen yeah. to that story all day. You know, it's because I failed, and you you take glee in myself. No, it's because you're so upset, and you didn't really fail. We'll see. Find out Wednesday. I'll let you know. <laughs> like you even mentioned that their reactions were not negative. They were very happy with my ability to do the basics. <laughs> well, you didn't shit on the floor. Way of, to go. You're testing out of the most basic belt, right? Yes. All right, so they only need to know that you know how to do the fundamentals and not there, there, kill somebody. There, there were questions about that. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Okay. Rick, what did you learn this week? I learned that a fucking monster truck can do a goddamn backflip. Did you go to Monster Jam? Hell yeah, I did. Have you never been before? No, I, I hadn't been live. I only watched it on TV. Oh. My buddy... My, my good friend who works for the WWE was able to get us tickets, and he's like, hey, he was also entered in uh, to win the Badass Truck Competition from 101. Uh, oh, really? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, he won. Oh, really? Yeah, that was cool. Um, but uh, I watched the Monster Truck live, and I, I saw more than one occasion somebody take a goddamn Monster Truck, drive it up the side of a, of a, of a, a jump, and flip that son of a bitch 100, 360 degrees and land it on its wheels. That is insane, yeah, Tom. That is cool as hell. It is pretty awesome. I, uh, growing up, it was like an every every year thing. My dad used to take my brother and me, and then it grew to like you know, uh, our friends and their dads, and it was like dads and boys night out every year. Mm -hmm. We'd go freeze our asses off at the old Tampa Stadium and watch the monster trucks. <laughs> One year, they had, and you remember the Simpsons episode with Truckosaurus? Of course. There was a robot called Vorion that they actually had at this thing, and the thing shot fire. It spit yes. fire out of its mouth. It I was phenomenal. That. And it was like I bought a Vorion t-shirt. It's probably put away somewhere. But probably still fits. When I was five, that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> so I'm gonna I think I'm gonna start taking taking the kid next year because he's all about things with wheels. It was it was cool. I will say this one other thing I learned while watching that though. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you met some interesting though, characters, I bet. Oh well, there was only one guy in a MAGA hat. That's a true story. It was, wow. it was the rare. It was the rare camo variant one. <laughs> Matched to his whole outfit. He was a nice guy. He laughed the, at all my stupid jokes. The chase hat, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> the one in fifty. Yeah. One per case. <laughs> um. These monster trucks are gigantic, they're crazy, they're huge, they're loud. But if you see one make a giant, like, 60-yard flight from one end of the arena to the other, and then you see, like, seven more do it, it loses its luster very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can get old after a while. Like, oh, and there he's soaring through the air. and Like, you don't recognize how difficult that really is. <laughs> seen it. Yeah, seen it. So like the last six trucks did that. I like, guess not. Yeah. You don't realize that they're like defying death every time it happens. Yeah, seen it. Yep, seen it. <laughs> Tom, oh, yes, sir. What did you learn this week? I learned that I I hate 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 flying. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate this. I don't even care about the rest of the story. I, I don't thank you. like. I don't. I. I'm not afraid to fly. I'm not worried oh. that the plane's going to crash or anything like that. I just hate the entire process of flying. 
like the whole like get there two hours before and the security thing like take all take half your clothes off and shove it all in this <laughs> x-ray machine and make sure that you take you know all your electronics out of the bag and each one goes in their own separate bin so now i look like i've got a carry-on and i had equipment for my job and then you know my laptop and my e-reader and it's just i've got like four bins now that are taking up the whole damn conveyor belt and i've got you know a family of eight that are trying to go home from Disney World behind me, like huffing and puffing. They're having to wait for me to finish getting my goddamn belt off. And then it's like, then you sit and you wait and you pay too much for shitty food, waiting for the plane. And then you get on the plane and it's uncomfortable and you're worried you're going to snore or drool on a stranger next to you. It's just, it's just fucking awful. And it's, it's been awful forever. And can't we do something to make it not awful? Something, anything. And I am not the first comedic person to complain about airlines. I know this. <laughs> well, that's that's saying a lot, Tom. First, that you're comedic. <laughs> I know, generous. <laughs> but I did enter our show in the comedy category for awards, so. <laughs> You should have entered it in for all of them. <laughs> you can only pick one category. Oh, that's horseshit. <laughs> I know, because we fit into seven. <laughs> there's political discourse. There's, a, there's... there's sports. There's entertainment. There's hobbies. <laughs> there's, there's gaming. There's sometimes comedy. <laughs> well, There's self-help. That is true. <laughs> there's history. Sometimes you learn about historical figures. <laughs> current events <laughs> yeah yeah news we do a lot of news i feel like that's a news with a z not a news with an s yeah it probably is <laughs> <laughs> probably is it's like it's like a knockoff version of news it's like the news you would buy at the dollar tree <laughs> like like it's cold grate not colgate oh oh Sam, what is it? Sandbox or something? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Sa Sant sung. Yeah, Sant sung. Sany. Sany. <laughs> Zoe. Yeah. Oh, Hang here's, on. Here's GI Jack. The Zoe people must have heard that and knocked my phone out of my hands. Right. Buy this new GI Jack doll with the jujitsu grip. Hey, hey, I could learn from that. I could use that for my next belt testing. Why? You're just going to forget it when they test you. Son of a bitch. Double <laughs> callback. Damn. Double callback. Damn. I think somewhere a hole ripped open in the universe. <laughs> I'd like to go to that timeline, please. <laughs> but you don't know that that could be the darkest timeline. Oh, you know, Tom, willing to take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> the darkest timeline is going to happen in two weeks when the Eagles win the Super Bowl. And if you want to tweet at us about that, <laughs> you are welcome to find me, sometimes Tom, who actually beats me to the punch on occasion, which is weird, on the Twitterverse, at those two jerks, T-W-O, those two jerks. But if you want to send Tom messages on Facebook, there's an easy way to do that as well. Tom, how do they do that? <laughs> they can find us at facebook.com slash those two jerks. I'm working on getting our Facebook response time down. I think you get a badge for that. So, no badges. 
Yeah, you don't need badges. no stinking badges. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Um, but yeah, facebook.com slash those two jerks. Visit the page, click like. You'll get updates on when the new newest episodes come out and news we share, geek news and sports news and any other funny shit that we come across. <laughs> um, you can also email us if you have a question, a complaint. Uh, you are a Nigerian prince who wants to get rid of some cash. Uh, you can email us, those two jerks, <laughs> gmail.com. Um, now, you, now more than ever, you could be a Nigerian. Yeah, yeah. I, I might just buy that. <laughs> I might. <laughs> I do need a transmission. <laughs> yeah, if you're looking to sell a transmission. <laughs> oh, hell, I got some white walls coming. Yeah, exactly. If you're looking to unload a, a used transmission for a Volvo. Uh, you can email us. Um, you can also leave us a voicemail if you uh, if you want to have something funny to say or just have an opinion about something. Uh, we might play it on the show. Probably will. It's uh, three two one seventy six jerks. We had two missed calls this week. Uh, I don't know why you didn't leave a message, but thanks anyway. <laughs> Those were robo calls. I'm sure they were. One I'm of them sure was the president were. telling you that they won. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sure they were. <clears throat> you can find all that information and a whole lot more at those two jerks.com. So for the Sussman, Rick Sussman, and the Vabsent Chris Vu, I am the Tom Alexander. And until Philadelphia finds some way to destroy the Rocky statue when they light their city on fire, <laughs> we will remain those two jerks. I got dibs on being Philly Nero if that happens. Just letting you know. <laughs> Isn't that one of the cheesesteak places? I don't know, but I'm going to get a harp and I'm going to watch that city burn and I'm going to play shit. <laughs> yeah, you should probably read a little bit more about Nero and I don't know that you want to claim that what he was. Read the first three pages, felt that was enough. That's all good for uh, me. Huh? Yeah, you read, read the Wikipedia article. <laughs> really, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I read Until, one about Oedipus. That was interesting. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> Until all that happens, we will remain those two jerks. See you next time. <laughs>